And welcome back to issue 16 of TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker. And with me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we're the Woodward and Bernstein of the Dorkshared Gooniverse Fry Guy. My man, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, Doc. And actually, now we're uh, we're going back to putting our, uh, inve- our reporting hats back on. Not, not today, but next week, we may have something uh, planned for you guys that's that's... Not done yet, but has been. Uh, we've set something up, and we'll be working on it, and have that out for you probably Wednesday, as we do with any Friarside chat. So very excited about very that. Very excited. I would, say, and I think I'm a little more excited about that shirt that you're wearing right now that you're not showing to the people. Oh, well, yeah. because I'm too short and I'm not on camera. So, uh, uh, so for those listening at home, my TLDR shirt came in a day late last week, so I'm, uh, you know. Pop that puppy on this week. Well, like, you know, like for you, I think it's just cause for celebration. And I, you know, I, unfortunately I can't, you know, tease it like you did where you just show off the mug and drink out of it. I have to, you know, show everybody that they make coffee travel mugs apparently too. So just, you know, whatever's in here. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, but, what? Oh, 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 look at that. You got the actual regular mug too. So yeah. Yeah. Plug oh, city, baby. Nice. Plug city. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But um, we got a lot planned for today. You know, it's funny too. Is as you know, before we get into exactly what's new, you we're getting ready for the week, looking at the issues coming out, checking online and everything, and getting emails from Casey. And I, I look at it and I'm like, oh my god, this is like so much stuff for Doc is out this week. This is amazing because it's your <laughs> first week writing reviews. And then at some point along the way, you text me that it's a light week, and I was like, wait a second, how do you I, think it's a light week? You have like four or five books that are out this week. That's a busy week, I would think. Yeah, well, I I meant it, and it was uh, a light quantity week, uh, quality very high, right? The books that came out this week are all bangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually when I'm looking at our list that, you know, when we're putting together our list, there's a lot more books on there that we talk about. Um, and I was saying, oh, it looks a little light because it was, you know, the paragraph was, was fairly short this week and someone was cranky pants and jumped down my throat. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Cranky pants. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I just couldn't believe it. You looked at it. I was like, that's not a lot. We have, I, we'll, we'll get into those in a second. More. It's important. a quantity week, not a, uh, sorry, a quality week, not a quantity week. That's, that's what, all I was getting at. What is, when, what is the difference between a heavy week and a light week for you in terms of, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just taking a look like, uh, the, I mean, granted death metal five came out this week, which we'll touch on in a minute, but there's only a couple of DC books that we'll talk about only a couple of Marvel books. I mean, usually our list, we have, you know, we have a handful of books from each publisher out hmm. and all I'm saying, and, and I think part of that is when I got my, uh, my pull list from my comic shop, there was like, you know, three books on there, you know, and usually it's, you know, five or six. That That's all. That's all. Gotcha. I'm making an ob- observation. That's all. Hmm. Jesus. Okay. Yes. Well, I, okay. So now this is also the first week that you reviewed for Geeks Worldwide. And now you say, like, the other thing is too, most of what I, well, it used to be most of what I read, I was reviewing. Now I've kind of like, I'm reading so much. There's no way I can review everything. Yeah. For you, I you know we, you went and did your first review this week, and we can start there with IDW's Yusagi Ojimbo issue fourteen. How was the experience of writing a review for the first time? So it, it was stressful as fuck because I told you I, I'm so used to you know over the past eight years plus the writing that I have done are patient notes, and it's very succinct. It's just it's just very blunt to the point, and it's a much different ball game than writing 
say a review. And so it, it took me a little bit, but you were very kind. You, 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 you know, you, uh, you took, you took time out of your day to help me out with that shit. So while it was stressful, it was also very, uh, exciting and, um, and I got a lot of satisfaction out of it when it was published. You sent me the link. Oh, it's published. And uh, <laughs> then you couldn't find it on the main site. Yeah, yeah, because I'm going on my phone. I type it in, and it's and it's your fu- it, it's your fucking review of the poll from last week, and it won't it won't pop up. I'm like what the shit? Oh, that book. Actually, I haven't talked. We haven't uh, we haven't done. I reviewed that after last week's show. After yeah, TLDR fifteen. Yeah, so much better than I expected. For those That's who haven't awesome. read the review That's on people's awesome. lives, so. But I, but anyways, I, 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 you know, as 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 one is wont to do, I showed my wife. I sent it to my mom. Nice. She was very proud, you know. But uh, it was it was fun to see. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to get cracking on the next one. And uh, yeah, thank you for bringing me aboard. Yeah, I'm I, I'm so glad. I, 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 the thing is, like that I know I, I knew you were going to care so much, and you didn't you didn't disappoint at all. Like you put so much work into it, and it's only going to be you're only going to get easier for you from here, and you're only going to get better at it because I know that I did, and you're a doctor and I'm not. So <laughs> obviously, you're the smarter of the two of us. But um, as I mentioned, though, the, the poll, I will probably talk about that some point down the line. I don't know if I'm going to do that next week. I'll, I'll probably wait a little bit, get some space from the review. But man. I was stunned by that one. That was I, I was not confident in that book when it came out because, you know, after Commanders in Crisis, I don't read a ton of Steve Orlando, and it's the same yeah. writer. Yeah. And just don't even, like if you're thinking about the poll and you had apprehension for the same reason as me, like don't like, just don't even worry about it. Seriously, like, it's just a non-factor in all this. This is the one that I was apprehensive about, correct? Yeah, you. I think we yeah. both were. You you yeah. you wanted to read Red Fork, which I am going to review. I got to yeah. get on that. Unfortunately. Work has uh, made things a little bit tougher on me than uh, than usual, so I haven't had as much time to read. Also, I've been trying to get prepared a little extra for what I'm talking about the the book I'm talking about this week. But anyways, uh, where were we? So, oh, you talked to Jimbo. You wrote the review about it. Like, I, I seemed like you liked it. I don't know. Would you give it a nine? I, I gave know. it a nine. I mean, I I you know, it's just as I mentioned in the review, Stan Sakai has been writing this book for thirty plus years. And I think writing one character for that long is can be a difficult task. Mm-hmm. And what he just continues to do is just continue to give the give you these great stories. Some are action packed. You got a lot of conspiracy. You've got a lot of double crossing. You've got a lot of action. Some are more heartfelt and sentimental. Uh, but the current run that he's he's doing now, you know, he's fourteen books in, and 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 what Stan Sakai does really well is he 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 gives you these two, three, four book arcs, you know, during a, and they're just so seamless and they kind of flow into each other, but they're their own thing. And this current four book arc that he wrote uh, called the return. Uh, it was just a great story. It was Yusaki Ujimbo, you know, returning to his home village after, you know, many, many years of being away. And uh, he walks into a shitstorm, and he's got to, you know, partner up with a, a childhood adversary uh, to to save the village, and it's just it's it's a, it's a simple but but great story, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. I know I our, the guy who used to be on the guy. Wow, I can't believe I say it like that. Our, our former guy in the chair on Change yeah. My Mind, Tim I know Weisberg, what you meant. Huge, huge um, Yusagi Jimbo fan like yourself, and uh, I I just I got you two are so into the character, and I love it. I I, I have never read any Yusagi Jimbo, but at some point I'm gonna have to give it a shot. Yeah. You haven't done we haven't done an episode on on him, right? I haven't. I'm planning on it. I'll do it. I'll, you know, when I when I do that, um, 
Uh, I'll probably keep it to the current run, what's going on, but who knows? I could just talk Usagi Yojimbo in general and, and have a fucking ball. You know what's funny is like uh, one day it can feel like – I don't have a bunch of uh, stories in reserve saved on my phone. Like right, I have this one, this one, that one if nothing pops up necessarily that I want to do right away. Yep. And I, I, there are some days like I, I, there were, when we first started this, like, okay, what am I talking about this week? What about that week? It's like there's just so many that we yeah. have that we just don't think of. And, and it's great because you and I – we like a lot of the same stuff. It's just for some reason there are a lot of things that we didn't also the other didn't also read. But yep. like today with the two books that we got going on, and you also from IDW. I know I saw the Star Trek Voyager Sevens Reckoning issue one is out this week for those looking for something new to read. Um, I, like I'm not reading any Star Trek stuff. You're not a Star Trek guy either, right? Well, I'm a Star Trek guy. I've never read any of the comics, hmm. so this one kind of intrigued me. Hmm. Um, so uh, I might, I might go back and read it uh, and and jump on uh, because why not? I mean, I've I grew up as a kid watching Star Trek: The Next Generation with my old man. Still love it. Uh, um, I, you know, I, I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than I am a Star Trek guy, but mm-hmm. I do enjoy Star Trek very much. So this is what I thought about reading this week. It just um, I just didn't get around to it. What about Sea of Sorrow? I thought, see, when I saw this title, it's issue one. I was like, wait a second. I thought this was a book Doc told me about before. <laughs> when I saw it too, I was like, is that, oh, it's Sea of Stars? It's out already? That's what, uh, no. <laughs> and so. Know. I'm confused. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I've got, again, there was a couple of books that, that, that came out this week. I just didn't get a chance to do uh, or read, I should say. This is one of them. I, I plan on reading it. Uh, uh, the guys over at Brightside Chat, uh, DJ and John, read it. They talked about it. It sounded like it was very similar to Sea of Stars. So uh, hopefully I'll enjoy it. Hopefully it, it's it's just as good. So I can't wait to uh, crack that one open. Okay. Now, did you read – you read Once in Future 13, right? Because that came out. I reviewed that. Yep. I read that. I read your review. Uh, excellent review. Very good. Uh, very good issue. Very very good issue. We, we were talking about this um, before we jumped on. Another one of those it's, – it's one of those – uh, bridge books. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of action, but we got a lot of information. Yes. Uh, which information is good. that's like, uh, you know what? I know, like, especially that happens with Wes and with Mac and Goo, they'll be like, I need you to tell me what the hell is going on. Like, why is this happening? People can't accept shit sometimes in movies, stories, whatever. And there are times where I, I, I'm there with them, but not all the time. With right. Once in the Future, there are certain things that I just like kind of accepted because I'm enjoying everything else. I was like, okay, it's fine, whatever. But then they went and explained it more here. And I'm sure we'll get more explanations as we go along. But Gillen explained a few things that I wasn't necessarily looking for the answer to. But once he told me, he's like, oh, yeah, I I do appreciate you telling me that because I didn't fully understand what the heck was going on there. And what I'll I'll say about this book uh, before we move on to the next is that I I love this book very much. I, I um, I did a show on it. I want this book to wrap up soon. And that's not to say that I don't like where it's going. But I'm afraid that if it continues to just keep going and keep going, keep going, I might reach that point where I'm like, eh, eh. And wow. I'm not saying that's where I am. I'm saying I like the story and I love it. But this is one of those books where, yeah, maybe maybe it should wrap up at like 18, 20 issues because then you get okay. – you know what I mean? I was right. going to ask you what's the, what's your number. I think I don't think this should run on forever. I agree with right. you. I think 20 20- – would be good. I don't know where given where we're at now. Maybe they can do it in twenty. They probably could do it in twenty where they're at now. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm at that point. I'm like, oh come on, wrap this up. I, I'm just sort of projecting a fear where if this book I don't I can't see this book going 30, 40, 50, 60 issues. Especially mm-hmm. given no. that it was only supposed to be a six book 
thing, no. right? Yeah, there's no way this goes that long. <laughs> Knock on wood, but there's no way this goes that long. Right. So I love the story and, and I love where it's at. I'm not trying to be like, okay, I'm at that point. What, what I'm just saying is like, I want there to be an end in sight. Uh, is that because it, this was a bridge issue? Is that why you're a little worried? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Hmm. I just, I, I'm just wondering like how many more things can they keep throwing into the story to keep it going? You know mm. what I mean? Does yeah, that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Now you have another one that came out this week. That's pretty much at the same point. One issue, I guess one issue less has come out of something is killing the children uh, from boom. How is that? Uh, this was very much like Once in Future, uh, where it was sort of a bridge, um, uh, a bridge book. There was some good action right at the end. It was a little bit of a holy shit book because the information that you got was like, whoa, ho- holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but again, this is another book that I think needs to have a finite end. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't. And I, th- I, and, I, and I think we're 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 getting there with this book. So you know, the two books that I think are very similar in that regard. They're they're both telling great stories. They're both for me, you know, top of the list. You know, uh, books to read. You know, the weeks that they come out. But I want there to be a finite end, and I don't want it to drag on too long. That's part of the beauty of indie comic shows. They yeah. will, they will stop. I mean, even the yeah. book I'm talking about today was only 11 issues. There were some other series like that kind of were offshoots of it, but you only need to read the, the 11 issues that I'm going to be talking about today, and you're going to be fine. You're yeah. going to enjoy. It. You're going to have an enjoyable experience. Um, another one that came out this week that we're both reading, of course, you had recommended Die to me uh, way back. I forget which episode of TLDR that was, but either way, I I was just telling you. One of my absolute favorite books right now. Maybe like like of my five favorites is definitely in there. I'm not certain exactly where. I have not read it yet because I need to have no reason to be distracted at all. And I mean specifically for work. Nothing to do with yeah. TV. Like I, I have – I already have that issue sometimes with other stuff that I read. But with Die, like I need to be able to – when I start this, I'm going – I'm not going to get up till I end it. Yeah. Um, and with all the NBA stuff going on right now, I – you don't have that luxury quite as much. But <laughs> if you do read Die 15. Again, I didn't get a chance to. I, I was, um, you know, I, I got caught up with some other stuff that I wanted to do. Uh, I'm dying. I'm dying to read Die. Um, <laughs> just because this this is a book I could see going on longer than the other two. You could. Right? You could. Um, and it's it's such a heady book. We've talked about it. You you do need that time to just bookmark, to sit down and reread. Uh, read and rereads and sometimes you know this book because a lot happens and it's so good and 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 what i love most about it is that die and once in future are two books that i've discussed that you've picked up and you love and you're doing reviews on geeks worldwide and that's that's why we do this show I want. I'm, I'm hoping. I like reviewing Once in Future. I haven't done Die yet. I because I'm just like I, I. I really enjoy it. Like it's the same thing that happened with Excellence, which I think issue ten. I was looking this up. I think issue ten of Excellence is coming out in December because it's been on hold for a while. Yeah. I. But I would. I would love it if you end up taking Once in Future away from me because I know you love that book too. <laughs> well, I would not. I, not because I don't want to do it. I just. I. I just like you recommend it to me, and I yeah. know you love that one. It was. Just, it, it was such a good week for you to come in because you could pick whatever book you want. Yeah. Um, but also I, I, this is, I've had this before where I'll, I'll have like one week where I have like one review or no reviews. And yeah. then I, and then the next week I come in and it's like four of them. And it's like, uh, the three, like three of them are my absolute favorites. It's like hellblazer, red hood. And then some other thing. It's like, well, you, expe- you, 
you experienced firsthand you know, the, the, the anxiousness that I experienced. So, so, you know, half the reason why I picked Usagi or Jimbo one, Oh, I love it. And two is because I had access to it much earlier than I had access to all those other books. So it gave me time to, you know, that's right. You, know, you did tickle the ivories, you know, pound the keys and, and, and work on stuff where has I, you know, had I waited until when we got access to the other books, I would have had a lot less time. I probably would have been a lot more stressed out with this, especially with this being my mm -hmm. first review. So going forward, knowing what to expect uh, in all phases, uh, taking over once in future would be great. And, uh, but yeah, good shit. The uh, Commanders in Crisis issue two is also out this week. I have not read it. Doc has not read it. And I've told you guys after the first issue, I do not recommend it. I will try to read the second issue of it because I do. I would like to read the first three and kind of see, you know, did Steve Orlando redeem himself in the second issue? And it was just that bad of a first one. And I know first issues can make or break a series. They often yep. do. But I, uh, I, I still want to kind of give it a chance because it seemed like it was a cool idea at first. But... I, I, we'll see. Uh, Marvel this week, nothing that Doc and I are reading, but just a couple things that you guys may want to pick up. Symbiote, Spider-Man, King in Black issue one is out. Then we have Widowmakers, Red Guardian, and Yelena Belova. And uh, she's the blonde chick that we see in um, that's going to be in Black Widow. I'm not picking either of them up, but I figure some of you guys may want to be aware of that at least. Also... Um, where was where else was I going? I also oh, then for DC this week, I reviewed Dark Knight's Death Metal issue five, Nightwing seventy six, and I have not read Rorschach issue two yet, but I will be reading that. Nightwing seventy six is the best issue of Nightwing that we've had all year. It's been a big year for Nightwing because we've moved out of the Rick Grayson's phase, so everything's been kind of getting better. But Doc, I legitimately got chills from part of this issue, like at the at the very end, and then they I got chills, and then there was something else that they did, and I was like. Wow. Wow. It, it was, it, it's in the spoiler section of my review for geeks worldwide, but that has been such a frustrating uh, title for Nightwing fans, you know, in the past year and a half, maybe a little bit more than that. And I wanted to give the Rick Grayson era a try. I've said it before. It's, it, there were sometimes it was okay, but by and large it was a disappointment. Post Rick Grayson has been, I, I can't say huge success. That's not fair. Cause where it was before, but it's been a lot, lot better. So I'm very, I was very happy about that. And then Death Metal Five was had a this ridiculous jaw dropping moment. When you get to that part, you'll know what I'm talking about. Is I mean, that the last one, uh, Death Metal? No, there's seven issues of the okay. main line. Yeah, gotcha. But it's, I was like, what? Like, I, it was like, because it wasn't just like a holy crap. This is what's actually going to happen. You've got to be kidding me. Moment. It was also Snyder and Capullo totally just winked at the audience and was like, we told you guys, like you know, the first issue. We told you exactly, and we're telling you again right now. Like this is this is exactly what we meant. So it was just oh. it was just so, so well done. I, I they've done a great job with this. Uh, anything else on your uh, radar this week? Vaults have anything? Uh, so Vault uh, has the Devil's Red Bride uh, issue number two. So I talked briefly about issue number one. Uh, I guess about a month ago at this point. Um, and I liked it. it. It reminded me of Usagi Ojembo in the sense that it was heavy with, you know, um, feudal Japan, you know, ancient Japanese history. Uh, and I and I found it interesting. I know a lot of, you know, some people didn't, but um, I, I definitely want to go. I'm definitely going to read this between, you know, now and next week. And, um, you know, we'll touch upon it, um, hopefully. Um, but I wanted to uh, just circle back to Nightwing real quick. So mm. I've never read Nightwing. Not mm -hmm. a... 
not a stitch. Obviously, I know who he is and the character is. So for someone who's never read Nightwing before, could they pick up after the um, Rick Grayson shit and, and read from there and be okay? Or um, is 76 issues at this point too far in? I think, and- I think, yeah, I think it, that's a tough one, Doc. I really yeah. do. Like this, the thing is, like, this issue was like powerful if you care about the character a lot. Right. And, and, and then maybe you could look at it, but then just still things like I'd have to fill you in on and let you know what's up. Um, right. The stuff that was going on before was like the stuff that happened, like the stuff that happened with Rick Grayson mattered. Okay. It was just too long. Like they should have made that like one arc, maybe three issues, whatever, and then yeah. just cut it off there. They, I think they made it like the whole freaking year. It oh, felt like Jesus. the whole year. Okay. It, it was bad. So they, they, that's all. Um, but I mean, it's, I wouldn't devote an episode to it, but the, the rebirth Nightwing has been by and large, I think stuff before that was pretty good. I'd probably go with the new 52 Nightwing before that, if you're going to read some Nightwing stuff, but like, I, I I like Nightwing. I don't like, I don't love him. Um, yeah, he's not like like Red Hood's my guy first. But I, I right. like I like I Nightwing for me is like a like a seven out of ten character. Like he's okay. like, I think most people look at him a little higher, but sometimes the goody goody like sometimes it's too goody goody. Then sometimes it's like wait a second. So, anyways, I don't want to get bogged down into Nightwing because uh, it's time for you to talk about the book that you have planned for us this week. Yes, so I am uh, doing our first Dark Horse book. Mm-hmm. Bang. Exclamation point, baby. Yes. Uh, so this was written by Matt Kint. Uh, artist is Wilfredo Torres. Colorist is, I'm going to butcher this, Nayong Kim. And the letterer is uh, Nate Picos. Uh, so this is a book that I mentioned a while ago because I, I, I read the first issue like the night before we did you know, our show, and I fucking loved it. It was a book that I had seen on shelves Um because of the cover, the cover's great, bright colors. They just, you know, bang right across, you know, the page. Uh, uh, and I don't know. It was just, it, it stood out because it was so bright and vibrant, but I, I never picked it up. And so it was on sale on Comixology. So I said, you know, why the hell not? I grabbed it, I read it, and boom. Uh, you mean bang. Yeah, bang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did I say? You said boom. I was, no, I was, I was oh. just, yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. kidding. Yeah, come on, bro. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, you gotta do the Mike Green voice. That's what you gotta do. I, I, I'm not even gonna try and do the bang that he does. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was, you know, the, the book starts off with a literal and figurative bang. And yes, I mean that as a euphemism. And Ooh. I mean that literally. <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. You have my attention. So it's you know it's uh it's a it starts off as what you think is a spy thriller right the main character is uh very James Bond like okay you know and then hence the 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 bang and the euphemism sense pants ten city yeah and then it's bang a bullet through the back of the skull and you're like what the hell is going on uh and then uh it, it picks up with another character of the same name so the main character uh in this case his name is thomas cord and two thomas cords in here so yeah so two thomas cords you want to think of thomas cord like i said like james bond like a 007 character right okay. so james bond isn't just one guy right james bond or 007 i should say is a title 
So Thomas Cord in this case, it's a, it's a spike. It's more of a name than it is a person. So there can be ma there's many Thomas Cords. So you could be Thomas Cord and I could be Thomas Cord. Right, but not at the same time. You know what I mean? Like if I was Thomas Cord and I died, and you were, you know, then then I become Thomas Cord. Exactly. Gotcha. Right? Sort of in that, like, like I said, that 007 sense. If you watched uh, the, the James Bond um, Casino Royale, they kind of talk about that in the in the in that movie. Okay. Um, so it's not your your typical spy thriller. I I talked about this way back when when I first mentioned this book is that apparently Matt Kent has a certain trope that he likes, and he's I've only read two books by Matt Kent. And and ironically, they both have the same trope, which I found a little odd. Uh, but they're while they're both the same, they're both a little different at the same time. And I know that that sounds a little confusing. Mm -hmm. um, but what what happens at the end of the first book is that you have this 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 character Thomas Cord, and he 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 ends up interacting with this character named Philip Verve, who is a science fiction writer. And apparently what this guy writes is what Thomas Cord does. Like he has no control over it. It is like <laughs> they just, this guy writes it and Thomas Cord is going to do it. So, so Thomas Cord believes that he is acting independently of himself in reality. And he's not in reality. But he's not because, you know, what you get that is, is – Oh, my God. That is – when you hear about my freaking book for tonight, yeah. you're going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> the incidental synergy between the two of us is unfucking believable It really is. It holy really is. crap. All right. Go yeah. ahead. Continue. So that was sort of like the jaw-dropping moment. And it's not a spoiler because it's the end of the first book. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and so because this Thomas Court has all these memories – of all these things that he can't explain why he has them. And he walks into a room and there's a guy on a typewriter and there's all these books, Thomas Cord and bop, 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 bop. They're, they're titles of books. His adventures are titles of books. And it's sort of this mind bending, like what the, you know, what the shit kind of moment. And as you go through, uh, you know, the series, you get introduced to other characters and they experience the same thing. They're, you know, they're not, I, I don't, I wouldn't say they're pawns in a story, but, but they, they kind of are. So, you know, the first is, is a five book series and the first four books are uh, about independent characters. So book one is uh, focuses mainly on Thomas court. Like mm -hmm. I said, he's this James Bond 007 spy type character uh, in book two. Uh, it, it revolves around the character of uh, John Shaw, who is very much a John McClane diehard character. I mean, he even looks like Bruce Willis in Die Hard, and he spends the entire book barefoot. Right? That's how on the okay. nose you know that character is. But what's unique about him is that he has these three inhalers that, when he uses one of them, it gives him a special power. One is heightened senses. One is super intelligence. The other one is extra strength. Um, and if he takes more than one at a time, he goes into a psychotic rage. Uh, and, and that's talked about in this issue, which is, is, is actually a pretty funny moment. Um, okay. the, the, uh, the third book revolves around another character. Uh, her name is Dr. Queen. Um, and, is uh, Medicine Woman involved as well? No, no, but she's, she's pretty cute. 
Okay. She's pretty cute. But she she's kind of like um, an Iron Man type character where she's got this suit that has a, an artificial intelligence to it, but it doesn't have like all the weaponry, you know, that an Iron Man suit has. But she's able to um, have this sort of, um, you know, uh, relationship with this artificial intelligence that's built in her suit. So she can think so. It's like Jarvis. In okay. that sense. So she okay. can like, you know, she can think like tell it to do something and it'll do it. It'll analyze a situation for her and give her the options of what she needs to do or it'll act on its own to, you know, get her out of, you know, okay. a, a sticky situation. So she's a very interesting character. And then in book four, uh, the character you, you're introduced to is uh, Paige Turner and she's uh, uh, an older uh, you know, character in her 60s, and she's sort of like a Sherlock Holmes, um, Hercule Poirot type, if you're familiar with the Agatha uh, Christie uh, uh, character there. So she's very, you know, her deductive reasoning is off the charts, uh, but her past, you know, she was also an ex-spy as well. So she she, she can still, uh, she can handle herself, uh, you know, with some weaponry, you know, in, in tough situations. So, uh, you meet these these characters in these book, and they're all pulled together by a common thread being Thomas Cord. And uh, um, okay, but it's and, a series of one offs essentially. Yes and no, yes and no. Like, oh, so obviously by Cord, not by the the writer. Both. Got it. Okay. Both. It's, right. Again, it's so hard to explain. Did we because, spoil stuff there? Because I'm like, no, I, okay. no, we didn't. No, okay. we didn't because, Good. you know, because everything comes to a head in book five. I won't talk about book five at all because to talk about that book really would be uh, to spoil, to spoil everything. Okay. But, but each book is, it's got lots of action. It's got a lot of intrigue and you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like there's this mm-hmm. overarching sort of bad guy known as, uh, or, or terrorist organization known as gold maze. You hear Tom, you'll hear Thomas Cord Cause he's sort of a narrator throughout all of these books uh, talk about gold maze. And that's sort of the thing that brings them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's just, I don't know. It's different than anything I've read. The the the, the trope isn't, you know, the, uh, you know, where you've sort of got like this, you know, uh, omnipotent sort of character trying, you know, pulling the strings and, every, you know, that that's kind of been done before. But this is done in such a way it's it's it's, it's action packed. The art is gorgeous. Um, and uh, it was you know, what, what's also unique about this book is that at the start of every book, there's a, a page where it's just um, it's sort of like a chapter out of a book, right? So it's drawn to look like a ripped page out of a book, and there's there's several paragraphs to read. And usually at the beginning of the book, it's sort of like an introduction of what you're going to read mm-hmm. going forward. So it talks about the character. So like Thomas Cord, for example, it would be like a, a a ripped page out of a Thomas Cord novel. You read that, and then it sort of gives you like what to expect in the book ahead. And then you get to the last page and it's another chapter that either tells you about like something that happened like in between pages, if that makes sense. Like it sort of gives you like a narrative of like uh, what happened uh, that you didn't see while you were reading the books, you know, like the, you know, Mm -hmm. so if you're looking at the panels and there's something that happens, the, the chapter in one instance sort of tells you like, uh, what happened between panel A and panel B for say, okay. or it's a bit of a summary of, of what you just read, but that's sort of like a unique aspect of it. Cause it's really hitting home the idea like of this, this sci-fi novelist, you know, you know, 
you know, weaving all of these things together. And it's, it's a little tricky to explain again, without giving the spoilers, but it's so interesting and so fascinating. You know, you read it and then you read the book and you fly through it. And then you read the next one, you fly through it. And then by the time you, you get think to this will be easy to extend into like more issues, that will be a problem. Well, so that, so it, you know, book five of five came out a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I I just assumed okay, boom, it's a, it's five thing. And when I when I'm whereas I'm reading it and I get into issue five, I'm expecting a finite conclusion. And then you turn the page, and then it says dot 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 to be continued. And the way it ends, it sort of wraps up this arc, but it definitely sets. You know, I wouldn't say it sets up what's to come next, but it leaves open like okay, yeah, I can see where there's more to come. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and and like with all in all these characters could use, are easily going to be well. I don't want to spoil anything. I because yeah. I, I I don't. I feel like it's you like today more than ever. I don't know why it's felt like you've been teetering on that line more so than normal. I well, I have because because the premise yeah, of the okay. book is is hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to, uh, you know. I, I really, really gave great thought about how I was going to like break this down and talk about it mm-hmm. uh, without giving spoilers. And I, you know, I feel like, okay, I can talk about the individual characters, like talk about, you know, some of the things that's unique to them uh, and talk a little bit about sort of, because like I said, at the end of book one, he, he walks into the, the writer's room. So it's not like a spoiler. It's not like something that you don't find out until book four or book five. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a good twist that happens in book five and, and where it goes. Um, so okay. uh, this is, this is such a unique book because it combines, you know, three or four different genres based on the different characters, but then sort of, it's still sort of a spy thriller, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, so it was just, I don't know. It's it's different from what I normally read. You know, I've talked a lot of horror on this. I've talked a lot of action. And uh, you, there's another book that I may talk about um, on this show at some point down the line, also written by Matt Kent. It was the other book that I'm talking about uh, that's very similar, but it's a fantasy series and not a spy thriller action series. But he uses the same trope, which is like, huh, does this guy like have a thing? Like Kieran hmm. Gillen kind of has a thing. Yeah, we see. Yeah, know? yes, kind of has a couple, right? yeah, fantasy, and then bringing it. Well, yeah, more like so bringing in that historical fiction kind That's of. That's what stuff, you did. Right? The other thing was yes, bringing yes, right? yeah, exactly. So like, it, I, I'm sure there's other things that Matt Kitt has written, and I, I actually will, will look for it now and try and read more. But it's just I found it odd that two book, the only two books I've written by him, you know, use the same trope completely you know uh different ways which which was which was interesting so let me ask you was the other it's a confusing one it's a tough story for you to talk to me about and explain without spoiling things do you find it to be a tough thing like it's a tough uh like a longer read i guess we say like are you constantly going back and flipping through other pages and stuff no 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 it's a quick read you you actually do you do fly through it and um and it's good because it, it, it keeps your attention because you want – because you know what's going on at the end of the first book, you wonder what it's going to be in the second one. You wonder what it's going to be in the third one, You know what it's going to be in the fourth one. And then at the end of the fourth one, it sets up that fifth book, and then that fifth book just goes, Phew! you know, oh. and then you're like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> so, so you turn into Santa Claus. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. This, I, 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 this, I'm. Like, spies are not always as much my thing. Um, so I'm not sure on this one. I, I mean, like, it sounds like an interesting. It sounds like an interesting concept, but what I know, would say is, I was apprehensive is, on die. I think too, and look what happened there. This is this is a this is a book where. Uh, I may not be doing it the best justice in the world because I am trying to dance that line, you Stop know, without, without, without uh, <laughs> spoiling it. <laughs> but I, I think you'll find if you read the first issue, you'll be like, Oh, I'm in. Okay. First I'm issue, in. first issue. And I'm going to be in, I think well, it's, it, you're, you're, either, you're, you're either going to be like, <laughs> I'm in or no dog. It's not for me. Right. I mean, but I, th I think, I think you, if you read this first issue, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that's intriguing. I want to okay. read the second one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I mean, it's, yeah, of course it's fair. Yeah. All right. I, I got to think about it. I got to think about this <laughs> one. But like, that's the thing. There's the ones that I have to think about more than I end up doing. It's like, that's what the one I end up really, really right. liking. That's how right. it always works. But and if okay. you don't like it, you don't like it, but you know, that's, that's what, that's why we do this show, right? Exactly. All right. That brings us to the book that I have planned for this week. And that is from image comics Aphrodite 9, if I can remember to put in the right banner, that would be great. Um, not Aphrodite 10. Not Yes, not Aphrodite 10. Like, Dipshit. Yeah, we, we've both made, both made mistakes. There is also an Aphrodite 5 out there, which is kind of tied into this whole world. But Aphrodite 9 is the uh, the only series I care about. This is 11 issues long. Again, there's more. There's Aphrodite 5, and then there's other stuff that's connected to it all. Uh, the, the, they're... I don't want to say universe, but the, at least the characters were created by David Finch and David Wall. But this is this is written by Matt Hawkins, and the art, both the colors and the pencils and the inks, are by Stepan Sedgik. And then we have uh, the letters done by Troy Pateri, um, who like I feel like he letters. It, like there are there are only so many letterers I think in the business. I swear to God, I, I see him on. It's got to be at least sixty percent of the stuff. So, something along those lines. But anyways, um, so funny story about this one, Doc. I, where some of the books, you know, we randomly find stuff, whatever. I, this book came out around, it was like 2012 or 2014, this series went along for. And, um, I had, so I, I wasn't like reading a ton of comics at that point. I was actually, I was in college then. I, I definitely was reading comics and I, you know, I'm giving more stuff a shot when I start working at Geek Worldwide and I'm going to the comic cons and stuff like that. And I have a pass to go to Boston Fan Expo and, or sorry, Fan Expo Boston and while I'm there, I you know I see different writers there. Scott Sylvester, uh, Mark Sylvester. Geez, what am I doing? Mark <laughs> Sylvester's there, and a um, few others. But he was Todd McFarlane. Oh my God, Todd McFarlane. That was when he was supposed to be at before the historic spawn 300 and 301. And uh, I was like, I'm gonna go see him. I don't care. Like I don't do this much, but like I, there there are a lot of reasons why I I, I respect Todd McFarlane. And I wanted to talk to him. And then he's like, I, I, he wasn't able to go like the Saturday because of something. And then he was there Sunday. I, was like, I can't, it's not, it's not like you where I live in the city anyways. So I ran into the writer of this book, Matt Hawkins, and I hadn't read any of his stuff. I didn't really know him. And I was at, he was supposed to start writing uh, like a reboot of the darkness, which I really like character looked awesome. And I may talk about that at some point here. But I was excited to see him do that, and I and after reading Aphrodite Nine, I was like, I really want to read The Darkness when he when he takes it over. But that hasn't happened. I don't know if it completely fell through. But he actually signed the the cover for me and everything. He he talked to me about. It's actually the same picture, pretty much that you uh, posted over on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And he gave he you know he's talking to me and he's a nice guy and I'm like you know I'll, I'll read one of the things that he's like he's 
got out here. Like I, I see Aphrodite nine. Uh, she looks pretty cool on the cover. He tells me a little bit about it. And then there was another one that he tried to sell me on it. Like he talked about Aphrodite nine first. And as you started talking about the other, one, like, no, 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 I'm going with the first one. There's no shot. I don't know. I don't even remember what the other one was. I've never tried to look into it further, but he's done, he's done quite a bit of work. Um, and I read this doc and I've talked about before how there's certain artwork that, that bugs me, like the old school stuff, of course, but there's, um, like this, uh, the realism, but then there's also with Aphrodite nine, this, you get into, it looks like a video game. It was, it was, I'll show you like, uh, some pages real quick in here. Um, those aren't good ones to really get it across, but it's just, it's just a lot going on. There's, there was a lot going on in some of these pages. Um, here you go. This is actually one of the best ones right here. And it, it, it looks like a oh, video yeah. game is happening on the pages. And as I'm reading that, I'm, I'm like, huh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, it, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. It just wasn't, I, I didn't think it was for me. And then as the story, I'm like, I'm still going to read it. I bought it. I want to read it. As the story goes along, this is perfect. Absolutely perfect for this because you're dealing with a character who is who totally could be in a video game. You're you're in her head. We get first person narration, but then there's other stuff going on in her head because of the nature of the character. She's this um she is an assassin for, uh, from like centuries ago, and she's now waking up from a stasis in the middle of uh middle of the world, like uh, of Earth, where they've already gone through this like um extinction level event and they have a war going on between these two different I don't clans isn't the right word but it's along those lines you factions. have factions and it's in these are like the only factions that are still alive of, of the human race everybody else is like gone you have the people of genesis which they're like city states i guess and then you have um the people of i wrote it down and i can't remember it uh where is it sparrows i believe is how you pronounce it and the people of genesis are these genetically enhanced human beings people of sparrows are cybernetically enhanced and um and they and like the the people of genesis are like they look Kind of like, um, like animalistic, almost in a way. Like, they, like think uh, saber tooth along okay. those lines. Maybe a little bit dialed back with some of them, but there are some who look like akin to saber tooth very much. And the other ones are basically cyborgs. Um, not cyborgs. Um, what is what is cyberpunk? What are that? Uh, androids, not androids. I'm drawing a blank. Like when it's like part, like uh, no, it is cyborg. That's kind. Of, it's kind yeah. of like, kind of like cyborg lines. But anyways, she is thrust into all this and. She she can have her mind controlled by her handler, and it's a and again she's an, she's an assassin, um, and she what like she has like a kind of a it's kind of a power but it's kind of not um in a way like she she can seduce men well too so that plays a part in all of this but the like the way I, I'm reading this and. It's like, okay, you got this war going on and then you bring in this assassin and she's very skilled and she's better than like this one size warrior. Like, all right, awesome. What does that do for me? And then it's like, it's totally different from there. And if I say any more along those lines, it spoils it. But I was so excited reading it. And it's like, whole, and so getting the second one, I waited a long time to get the second trade of it. it and um, 
it, it was it was a great payoff. It was it was just as intense, but things go in a different direction, and then you start to see how much has been at play, and then like you think you're seeing this one this one game, like this like you think you're playing checkers, honestly, Doc, and you find out you're playing Chinese checkers, and and <laughs> out of nowhere, these bombs are dropped on you, and it's like, what am I? What world am I in right now? It was absolutely crazy. I still think the first issue I like more. Only because it's just some crazy ass shit happens in that one. The first, like the second one, does too. But the first one, I, I don't know. It's just like it's it's a little, like I, I wasn't at all disappointed with the second one. It was very good. Um, and if they wanted to do a, another five, six issues, whatever, I would have been very happy with that. Maybe even two more arcs they could have gotten out of it. But the first one was just it just hit the spot for me. And, yeah. I, and even if people just read the first trade of Aphrodite Nine. I think you'd be uh, you'd be very satisfied with it. So the eleven issues—that's both arcs. That's both trades. Yep, both one, trades. One's five it. books, one six books. Yep, one's five books, one, one six books, and it also has like a like a couple extra things in the the um, the six book uh, the Aphrodite Nine Volume Two. There's a couple of extra like things at the end, like afterward explaining gotcha. stuff a little bit. Can you get that. that all in one big thing, or do you? Or you buy I don't think so. I didn't. Right. I honestly didn't look into it. I know. I know. I got. I got Aphrodite Nine Volume Two on Amazon from yeah. actually Matt Hawkins at the store, so you can get them over there pretty easily. Gotcha. So yeah. a lot, a lot of action. A lot of action. A lot of action. A lot of violence. A lot of just like a lot of oh shit. Like and then it's like well like like. like what the hell's gonna like, a lot of what's gonna happen next, and when are they gonna figure this out, and yeah. what are these people gonna do to to fix this, and in or in or retribution and all this crap? Like it is, it's just there's a lot going on, and it, you see a story that like you know Hawkins when he talked to me about it, he did a good job. He did. I think it was easy for him to sell sell it because I I feel like it's easy for me to sell it. Yeah, well, oh, I'm I'm sold. Yeah, good. So like when as we but like as I read it, I'm like okay where are we going in there? Like the art was kind of cool, but it was, I didn't know. And then it's just like, and, and the chicks are badass. but then like w- the way the story gets all tangled, it was like, Oh, I, I recommend this to anybody without question. Like it was, it, it's, I had no idea what this, you, when you mentioned this book, I'm doing Aphrodite uh, nine. Oh, that's sweet. I, I have no idea about this book. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for you to talk about it so I can get a sense of, uh, of what it's about. And, See, granted, robots, man, don't mm-hmm. fucking trust them. But uh, if there's another group that's gonna fucking take them out, I'm in. Yep. You know, give me a good, give me a good sci-fi battle. It's uh, that's what it is. That's I'm in. And so you mentioned the artist, uh, uh, Stepan Sejek, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that name fucking sounds familiar. The name fucking sounds familiar. And I looked it up while you were talking. Uh, he was the artist in Harleen, which is a book I talked about. Uh, oh yeah, that's you know, right. Several issues ago, that's because right. you because you showed me the because you said the name and then you showed me the art and I go, that sounds and looks familiar, man. There and it is. He's a fucking good artist, man. Yeah, he is. he is. I don't know if you've good. had a chance to read Harleen or not, but uh, the art in that is is awesome. Uh, and uh, obviously the book's great. I talked about it on the show, but yeah, uh, this this I can't I can't wait to get my hands on. We we you know we're at it, what issue sixteen. Another month from now, we'll be at our second trade. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yes, know? yeah. Uh, I don't know where you're gonna, what you're going to pick. I'm not sure what I can pick. And, and, and for those who haven't listened to the first trade, what Doc and I are going to Doc and I do in those issues is we talk about 
a new book that we haven't touched on uh, for you guys. But then we also reflect back on another book that the other guy has recommended because, you know, as much as I told you guys, I'm reading once in the future and there was, uh, I, I picked up Daredevil and um, I picked up, I, I talked about Die That Issue. You know, we're recommending these books to you guys. We want you to know that, like, I want you to know that I value Doc's opinion and I'm going to look in to most of the books that he is going to recommend to me, just like I hope Doc is going to do the same thing with me, which he has. Because he talked, you had already talked about City of Demons, but then you reflected on, um, what did you Excellence. Say? Excellence. That's right. It was Excellence. So, yeah. um, so we'll be doing that again with the second trade, which will be episode 20 or issue 20 of the show. But the, and we can pull from the first 10 still. Like, it doesn't matter. We can pick yeah. from whatever you want. But uh, I, I will not talk about Once in Future because I, I, that, that comes up almost every every uh, issue of TLDR. But yeah, so Aphrodite 9, I recommend that to every single person. If you, unless you don't like a strong female character. If you don't like a strong female character, then I don't know why you're listening to the show because I, I love strong female We characters. love a good strong female character here. And uh, it sounds like if you're a sucker for sci-fi, this is a book for you too. I, I love uh, a good sci-fi flick. Or Absolutely. Flick, a good sci-fi flick. book. I want. I was going to mention that this should absolutely be a show or a movie. You can make it whatever yeah. you want. Absolutely, should be it. They do they, like this is so well done. I do not know how it hasn't been turned into something already. I mean, they made Alita Battle Angel a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, right. that's right. You mm-hmm. could you could do that with this. It sounds like you know, and it'd probably be better. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If you, like like the cyborgs <laughs> aren't like, like that's why I'm hesitant to say cyborgs because I get so confused. Like, it's more like cyberpunk. Where they have right. like robotic, like cyborgs have robotic limbs, but they're not, they're still human, I think. Same, that's the same thing with these characters. Like they have, yeah. you know, um, robotic parts to their body, but they're still people. Some seem more robot than people, but right. that's beside the point. I, I really think they could turn this into a movie or a show. I don't know yeah. which would be better. I mean, it's 11 issues, so maybe it's better off as a movie. Um, or yeah, because they could probably condense it down and, yeah, you know, oh, a, but a good hour and a half. But see, the thing is, Doc, if you try and do like if you try and set up the if you try and just do the first one and then you, like, you can't jam them together in two hours. I'll tell you that like a two, the two stories, they're just too okay. different. So yeah. like that's my only reason. But if you just honestly, if you just did the first trade and said, we're going to make this into a movie and that's it, you, you like you just take a couple things out. So it ends there. It would totally work. And I would a thousand percent see it. And, I, and everybody in the Dark Shared Universe. If they get it right, we'll love it. Like this is such a good book. Yeah, so. yeah. It, I mean, it just just the premise. It's it's it sounds simple. You got action. You've got beautiful art. Um, and y- yeah, you've got it. it I, I am down for anything that's going to take out the fucking robots. Yes. And on a like last thing, if you listen to the show but don't necessarily read comics a ton, but if you like video games, this is an easy way to transition. I, that's something I think is important for people too. Sometimes is finding a way to transition into things. Um, like for me, I was like, what brought me back was was Keith talking so much about Red Hood. Like I was reading some stuff, but then I like try, I just couldn't find what I wanted. And then like I got down the Red Hood path, and then it was like, and then it just everything took off from there. I just yeah. started finding so much more because like Red Hood was so good, and then it's just, this is good, and this is good, and now wow! So and here, um, and here we are, baby. Exactly. So if you like video, like if you like video games, this is something that you guys will enjoy reading. I, 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 I again for anybody, but for those people especially, if you're looking for something different or trying to get back in or know somebody who is, recommend Aphrodite Nine to them. Tell them that I told you, and I. I have no regrets about, about that. They'll love it. Um, any doc, you actually—it's a big night for you. You have it, the first uh, episode, right? I do. So it's a busy night, baby. So uh, at eight thirty tonight, uh, 
Billy D of Pop Culture uh, Pile Driver Podcast, and I will be uh, debuting our uh, our new podcast. I've heard it both ways, uh, right. which is a podcast and show that'll be talking about the show Psych, a show that we both love. And oh, uh, oh I thought that was a sex show. <laughs> well, 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 I'm sure we'll get there. I thought I've sure we'll done it there. both ways. I'm sorry. I thought you were well, like. Yeah. I- I know you're a forward-thinking man, Doc. I just, I just, I was, I know <laughs> Billy is. We all, we all know. We all know he's quite the Lothario. Uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, I'm like the uh, DSG's Eskimo brother, right? I'm uh, yeah, kind of yeah. doing, doing shows. You know, I, I'm the double stuff between my two hunky, uh, you know. <laughs> are you, yeah, are you, gonna, are you guys going to keep that on the PCP audio channel or are you going to make your own? Well, I think uh, we'll probably start out on the PCP audio mm-hmm. channel, and then I think Billy has ideas of wanting to to make it its own thing. Um, but okay. I think we'll start off on PCP. Uh, but we'll be on. We'll see. Of course, we'll start off on PCP. We'll be high as a fucking kite. Mm. <laughs> but we'll be on my Twitch stream, uh, Twitter, Facebook Live, and I think Billy will do it to YouTube um, instead of Twitter. I don't know uh, exact, but. We're going to have it on a lot of different places. Depending on how that goes for you guys, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll need to consider doing that at some point. Now, like, I feel like I know it's not a big thing for Wes, but I do feel bad sometimes where it's like, hey, uh, you know, can you, because Wes is the one, you know, my co host yeah. on Change My Mind, for those who don't know, who uploads our audio. So yeah. I, it's, I know it's a small thing for him, but I still feel guilty whenever I have to ask him. So yeah. um, maybe that would be something that we, down the line, we will will do, but we'll see what, what Billy what Billy yeah. and you end up deciding. I'll let, I'll let Billy be my guinea pig. Yeah, um, for making me his friggin' rankings. Eh, son of a bitch! Like I just you know yeah no, it's good for you. I'm happy for you. Just now it's good to be king, baby. Further, but now you're tied at number one with everybody. Like that, you should be pissed about that. You got I'm not going by that new list. I I I'm an originalist. I'm going by the original ah. list off the cuff because that came from the heart. You know, that was boom, top of the dome, boom, boom, Mm -hmm. gun to your head, gun to your dick, boom, Dr. Joe, number one. See, I knew with that one that there was some animosity because I just call him Toby from, uh, (laughs) I call him R. Toby from the office. And then he goes back and and does it again. And then I'm still last. Now I'm pissed. Now it's (laughs) war. No, now, no. <laughs> and you're the double stuff in the middle of it, so it's gonna. Oh, get Oh, jeez, I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, listen to PCP. Let's you know, change my mind. We talked. I forget what the heck did we talk. About? Oh, we did the build a cinema with Lucy this week, which was which was great. I can't. <laughs> How about Lu- like? Don't say it, like, because I, I want people to listen. But Lucy's first pick was egregious, wasn't it? Oh, Banana Land. I mean, we we uh, love the- Lucy. I've never met Lucy. She seems like a a, a a wonderful human being, but that pick, it just crackers. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> she, she's a little nuts, but and that was that proves she, it right there. She fits right in. Oh, yeah. She fits yeah. right in. I, Mac and Goo, I think, talked about the 1989 movies Aliens and then – They're dropping a dump tomorrow, I think, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow. Oh, that's right. You guys are – yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you guys, they're dropping a dump tomorrow. And then Mac and Goo – I mean – uh, friggin' uh, dork went to their happy place. Yes. One last note that we probably should have said at the top of the show: we are going to be broadcasting on Wednesday next week because, of course, Thursday is Thanksgiving. We'll be doing that during Doc's normal nap time war zone, which is uh, one to two, right? Uh, nap time, yeah. So we'll be going one to two. Nap time war zone is generally one to three. Um, so we'll we'll do our show on Wednesday. We'll start at one, uh, and then immediately following that, we're gonna we're gonna jump into Verdansk. Go to Dub City, nice. you know, and, uh, you know, have ourselves a ball. Awesome. And be sure to check out Davey's Movember page. You can also donate to Doc, which then goes directly to Davey. If you want to give Doc a little extra credit, that's that may or may not have been what I did. <laughs> uh, and Appreciate then it. until next time, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.